Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hey y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha, and this is Serial Holic Sisters. True crime shit. You made a face. <laughs> <laughs> I made a face because the Zoom girl is so loud. <laughs> why, why is she always yelling at us? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why she's always yelling at us. So um, a lot of our listeners are probably wondering why it's so late that we're like releasing this episode we're kind of I wouldn't say usually but I mean 90% of the time we're on top of it we try but Um, this week Crystal was literally dying (laughs) yeah that's my bad if I sound like off if I sound like sickly it's fine um I so I have the flu (laughs) and so that's why we are delayed with our recording and release she Um, finally just feels good enough to record Right. Also, who gets the flu in August? Like, what the hell? What is this? Not, not just, not just the flu. Flu A and B. I got all the flu. I have all of the flu. <laughs> so yeah. So she's on like, she's she's a couple, couple is- body parts off her deathbed now. But <laughs> yeah, it got real rough there. Like I, I saw lights. It got, it got serious there for a minute. But, like. <laughs> I stepped away from, like, I backed up away from the lights, and I think we're good now. <laughs> Just a little bit. So this week, it is my week, um, and I am also going to do a suggested case. Um, it's funny because when we got an email from a really awesome listener she didn't just give us one suggestion she gave us two and I called it immediately before you you did before crystals even before it was even her week I was like I call this one (laughs) you did so so I did Luca Magnata and which was and I'm gonna do yeah it was a great case but I'm gonna do the next case so you're doing Um, the other one I'm gonna do the other one so we're just gonna go ahead and get into it since you know you listeners are probably you know, dying to hear since it's been a week. Way to go, that's, Crystal. <laughs> again, that's my bad. Okay. <laughs> so, and also, if week, I cough, I, I'm sorry because there's still a lingering that going on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I'm 575 miles away from you. <laughs> right. You're like, I'm no, so I'm glad kidding. we record via Zoom. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, this week, um, I am going to talk to you guys about Scott Lee Peterson. Scott Lee. Scott Lee. Scott Lee. Um, so yeah, he was born on October 24th, 1972. Is that grandma's so birthday? A... Actually, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's unfortunate. Not 1972. But... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is. Um, so, so does this... that make him a Scorpio? Is he a Scorpio? Those are like that's a common serial killer sign. I'm just saying. I'm not saying, but I'm saying. Um, I don't know because I'm really bad at the the astrology. <laughs> I'm, I'm really 
really bad at it actually <laughs> I mean I know what mine is it's fine <laughs> it. you're like stop interrupting me I'm trying to talk about this <laughs> I know um it so is case, it is a Scorpio I googled it okay I'm sorry <laughs> you hear this every time I start talking <laughs> I'm sorry so okay this, I'm still a little like out of it from the flu okay <laughs> so you were like me. finally human interaction right <laughs> um he was born in San Diego California and he actually lived a pretty dang decent life like okay. he when he went to school, he was like considered a model student. He loved golf, which I'm sorry to all the golfers out there, but like, why do you love golf? I was like, <laughs> okay, happy golf? Gilmore. I see you. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Like, I just find that sport super boring. I mean, some people really love it. Some people don't consider it a sport, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe I hate it so much because I'm just like really bad at it and I don't understand what it is. Maybe you hate it because dad used to have it on TV all the time and who watches golf? I'm sorry. Also, yeah, for real. I don't understand. No, dad had it on TV, not because he enjoyed to watch golf. He just had to have sports on all the time. And it really bugged me growing up because literally it was either sports or sci-fi. So I love all of the sports. I had no problem with the baseball, football, all that, except for golf. I cannot. I'm sorry if you love golf. I can't. It's, it's so it's boring. Crazy. Yes, it's, it's so, boring. so boring. It's funny because it's actually a huge sport here where I live, like in, in school. Kansas? Yeah, in the they, of nowhere. It was because they have nothing to do. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Anyways, back to what I was saying. <laughs> so. Um, Peter, golf. <laughs> Peter Singh graduated from San Diego High School in 1990. He even actually got a partial golf scholarship because apparently that's a thing. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> and he spent a semester at Arizona State University. Okay. But he was he was only there for like a short time because he actually got kicked off the team for giving another golfer a hangover after a night of partying <laughs> for giving him a hangover or for getting him drunk <laughs> <laughs> for giving him <laughs> for giving him a hangover because he apparently coaxed him into drinking so okay hangover and didn't make the the tournament or whatever I'm sorry so did the other guy done. get kicked out too because that's not right? fair <laughs> I, I mean I didn't I wasn't really digging into the other guy so. I mean that's fair that's fair <laughs> <laughs> so in, in 1994, he transferred to California Polytech State University. Okay. Um, and he majored in agriculture business. So, I mean, he still did pretty dang good for himself. Like he wasn't, he wasn't lying about getting a college scholarship. So while he was at the university, he actually met a gal named Lacey Rocha. Okay. Um, he met her at the Pacific Cafe restaurant. Uh, she was a neighbor of one of his co-workers and they hit it off. So they started dating. Okay. So they dated a couple years and by 1997, they moved in together and they got married. So, I mean, they, it was pretty plain and simple. They liked each other, hit it off, ended up getting married. Okay. Is that the end of the story? Happily ever after. You're welcome. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> if only. Um, right. So she really just wanted a straightforward relationship, uh, you know, live in a modern type of lifestyle. They didn't like spend a shit ton of money on crazy things or anything. Yeah. She just wanted 
you know, the just normal living, married couple. Yeah, just kids. living just living the simple life like Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, they they actually opened up a burger joint called the Shack, where they oh. lived too. Like they just wanted a simple life. It was a hit too. And eventually it was such a hit that um, Lacey decided that she wanted to move closer to her family. And they were actually able to sell this business that they created um, for a decent amount of money. And so they packed up and moved to Modesta, Modesta, Modesto, sorry. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I I believed you the first time. (laughs) (laughs) I read it so quick. I was like, nope. I bought it. I bought it. Well, Peterson got a job selling fertilizer and Lacey became a substitute teacher. They talked about it and they decided that they were ready, that they wanted to start a family. So that October, they purchased a bungalow with three bedrooms to start this growing family. And by 2002, Lacey was pregnant with their first child. In fact, they had already picked out a name. They were going to name the baby Connor if it was a boy. Okay. And it ended up being a boy. (laughs) So here's where it gets rocky. On Christmas Eve 2002, Scott Peterson stated that he left his pregnant wife um, alone to go fishing about 90 miles away. So he left her so he could go fishing. He left her so he could go fishing. Okay. And I don't know why I said... Yeah, I was like, you left, he left her so she could go fishing. <laughs> I was like, that's anyway. weird, but okay. She, you do you, girl. Um, anyways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lacey supposedly was going to stay home because she needed to get some like chores done around the house. She was going to walk the dog. She was going to mop the kitchen floor. She was going to do all this stuff that she wanted to get done while he went fishing. Yes, okay. I was going to do all that stuff today too, but you know what I did? I watched How I Met Your Mother. So, <laughs> you know what? I talk about doing that shit every single weekend. And you know what I do? I don't do it. <laughs> Not because I'm sitting watching a show, just because I just don't fucking want to. <laughs> I should really do this, but no. <laughs> right. So a few hours later, when Scott arrives home, he said the dog was there alone and was still wearing his leash, but Lacey wasn't there. Oh, so the dog's just sitting there waiting to go outside all patiently yes. with his leash on? Isn't that the saddest thing you ever heard? Poor puppy. That's all. I'm, I'm only thinking about the puppy. I know. I'm like, <laughs> also poor missing wife. <laughs> I know, but. <laughs> but poor puppers, you know? <laughs> so he, um. He was like, okay, I'm going to wait a little bit and see if maybe she just ran some errands that she, you know, maybe she couldn't get a hold of me or right. something. So, I mean, it happens. Um, yeah. Well, he waited a little bit and nothing came of it. So he called her parents and asked them if she was there and she wasn't. So and they were like, night, lost her. <laughs> yeah. Um, by nightfall, um, he started getting worried, and that evening, Lacey's stepfather actually called the police to report her as a missing person. Okay. Um, family, friends, local volunteers, literally just random people actually launched a huge search for her. So the search actually goes on for days, and in, in fact, even weeks, and we'll wow. get to that. 
Yeah. Um, Scott interviewed with the police early the next day, which was Christmas Day, and the detective on the case um, said that Scott lacked interest. I'm sorry. And it, it, who who goes fishing on Christmas Eve? Like fucking right. First it's of all, fucking cold. It's December. It's, That's when you do but, your Christmas Eve traditions and festivities. Like what the hell? Right, but it in some places it's not cold. Yeah, I know, but still. And they were still. Movement. It's Christmas Eve. You're supposed to spend that time with your family, getting all right. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, it's already, to me, it's already suspicious anyways, because on Christmas Eve, if you're like, hey, I'm going to go fishing 90 miles away, I'd be like, the fuck? Okay. Like, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> bitch, no, you isn't. You about to come Bruh. drink some eggnog with me and we're going to make some cookies. I don't, like... know <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you know this, but you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> like we're no. making some, some reindeer mix right now. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> for my kids <laughs> <laughs> the reindeer food uh-huh me too so that the reindeers can see it yes <laughs> it's gotta glisten so they can see it yeah okay anyways, anyways. <laughs> so the detective on the case actually said um that scott had lacked interest and expected him to be like more distraught than he was yeah um he even stated that oftentimes a victim that is left behind um, is firing tons of questions at them, but like they didn't get that from Scott. So which, it was kind of, which could be, you know, people handle things differently. So some people I'm agreed. sure ask a ton of questions. Some people just kind of like zone out and are like, don't they don't know how to, they yeah, don't know how to react. How to react. Yeah. Also, Agreed. I'm not That's... sticking up for him at all. I'm just saying. No, but I, but <laughs> playing I am... devil's advocate. Same way. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like it would be different if he was being defensive, but he wasn't right. being defensive. He just didn't know how to act. Like he's like, yeah, my my wife's missing. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Right. Which um, right. Well, a few days after Lacey went missing on December 30th, the Modesto detectives were actually provided a lead. Um, they were informed that a Fresno massage therapist named Amber Frey stated she had been dating Scott Peterson for over a month now. Oh no, scandalous. And that he lied to her and said he was single. Of course, they interviewed her. And in fact, when they interviewed her, they described it like, they said it was like a Hallmark TV show because Stop it. literally, sh no joke. They said it was like a Hallmark TV show because literally every single detail of their romantic like get-togethers and dates were described from Amber to the T, even the things that they wore. What? Which sounds to me a little stalkerish. Like if if somebody's like so telling me all this stuff, I'd be like, okay, but like. <laughs> Are you stalking the guy and saying you're dating? Like him? it sounds from or... that, it sounds like she wants there to be a Hallmark movie about this in which she plays this role. <laughs> but we'll get into it more because she's not lying. She's actually not lying. They were dating. She's actually not. He was awful. She's actually not lying. She's just very, I don't know. Yeah. So she was it. she was shocked to find out that he was married and also his wife is missing. So she's like, um, yeah. hey, excuse well, me. 
And we'll get to the whole wife thing too. Also, it was very she, good of her to come forward before they. She like, didn't know started, anything about it, right? But it, it was good of her to come forward before they start digging into him and being like, "Oh, you've got this suspicious affair going on." A hundred percent. And the yeah. only reason that they came forward to her is because, or she came forward to the police, is because the police were told, "Oh, hey, I saw something on the news about this guy's wife missing." Um he's dating amber Frey. i didn't know he was married right you know so the police came to her and she's like whoa what right he's married like he's with someone um that's That's gonna be the worst by the way can you imagine like he's just thinking like you're dating this guy you too you're just thinking hey i'm dating this cool guy like we're really getting along and then all of a sudden the police show up and like hey this guy so his wife's missing Right. So we're going to get to that too. So like police, when they interviewed her, they actually asked her if she would start recording phone calls between her and Scott and act like everything was fine. I'd be like, in yep. hope. <laughs> well, she, she did. She yeah. was like, yep. <laughs> because they were, they were hoping that maybe um, this will help lead to Lacey's disappearance. That maybe he was involved because he's having a secret affair. Mm-hmm. So she's like, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Which would, which would also be tricky because you're not supposed to know that he's married. So like, how do you even bring that out of no. him? So we're going to get to that too, because this is, he did tell her that he was married, but he told her that he was married and his wife passed away. Oh no. Vomitous. I thought you were going <laughs> to say that, that they were married. He told her, oh, I'm married, but we're like separated. No, he was like, she died. Right. So I'll get into more detail over that. Um, I actually listened to some of the phone calls between Amber and Scott, and I thought I'd share a couple of them. They're not like super informative, I guess I should say, but we'll get to more of that. Like they're out there. They're not super informative. (laughs) I'll tell you what I mean. (laughs) Okay. So the first one was a phone message left by Scott to Amber. This was on December 16th which okay. was before, oh. uh-huh. before Lacey even went missing. Right. And um, she didn't get to the phone. So it was a voicemail and it said, Hey, sweetheart, Scott here. Uh, it's 545. I was just giving you a call. I'm on my, I'm driving to the gym here to do my weekly five minute workout. See how you're doing. Um, five I'll, try minutes? You- <laughs> I'll try to give you a call tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> I was trying to get through the whole message. Sorry. When fucking said that. Five yes, minutes? My five weekly? Minutes. That sounds like me, bruh. <laughs> if, if I'm going to the gym, I'm there for five minutes and I'm only doing it once a week. <laughs> my weekly five minute work. Like, what is he doing? Like, <laughs> that's what he said. I can't. Okay. So on December 30th, Mm-hmm. after the police had talked to Amber, um, he called her. So this one isn't like, um, oh my God, he's he's saying things to her that he shouldn't be saying. It's actually kind of annoying because it's just like their phone keeps cutting out. So he calls her and he's like, Amber, she's like, yes, Amber, I can hear you. Hey, it's two o'clock here. It's two o'clock. Just got done with dinner. People 
people are insane. Hey, are you there? Amber, why are you having dinner at two o'clock? <laughs> That's what I was about to say. I was like, that is not dinner. What is, what is that? <laughs> Anyways. That's like second like, lunch. <laughs> he's like, hey, are you there? Amber, yes, I'm here. You're there. That's better. Can you hear me? How are you? I'm okay. I'm at a house and it's terrible. Amber, Amber. And then that was it. House are you at? What? <laughs> I'm at a house. <laughs> so, so the next day he calls again. Um, so this is the 31st and he, and Amber says, hello, Scott goes, Amber, it stopped ringing. So I, I don't know if you're there or not. If you can hear me, Amber's like, I can hear you. Scott goes, but, um, so if you can hear me, um, I miss you and I'll try to call you back. It'll be nine o'clock here in the morning. And I'm going to try to call you back <laughs> on new year's your new year's. Talk to you soon, babe. Bye. I'm sorry. Is he trying to ghost her like while he's literally on the phone with her? <laughs> no. So if you he's like, I, I can hear you. Say, and he's like, are you there? I guess you can't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if you listen to the audios, because I'm going to tell you right now, if you guys have a, a minute to do it, well, more than a minute, because you're going to go into a circle of it. But it's called a rabbit hole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're going to go, you're going to go down the rabbit hole over these, but whatever go do it, go listen to them because you'll understand. It's really frustrating reading about it because it's when you hear, you hear static on his end. So he can't hear. Okay. I was like, he's, she's, he's just ignoring her and acting like he can't hear her. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I'm here. <laughs> so on January 1st, the very next day, okay. he mentioned to Amber, like, this is one of the he, I'm just going to give you like a little excerpt out of one of the phone conversations that he had with her on this day. And he's like, you know, in my mind, we would be wonderful together. And I could, I could care for you in any way and every way for the rest of our lives. I think we could care for each other. And Ayana, Ayana, I don't know how you pronounce her daughter's name. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, what are you saying? And, like, <laughs> and you know, we could fulfill each other. And, um, no. in in fact, Amber even mentioned later in the same conversation, she's like, do you still feel that you're very adamant about not having another child? And he's like, oh, I wouldn't say adamant, but it's not my thoughts currently. So about, wait, about not having another child. Does he already have a child? No, she has a child, but oh, okay. he's like wanting to care for them and act like a stepdad and all this right. stuff. So okay. she was, she wants a child with him now. Like she would talk about this like, with him. Girl, she's slow asking, down. Y'all are just dating like fucking like a month. Okay. <laughs> right? Like calm down, girl. So she has this phone conversation. And by this time, Lazy had been missing for eight days. Oh my god. Eight days. And he's just like acting like everything's all normal and fine. No big deal. Well, then he started noticing, like, you know, he's getting questioned nonstop. He's yeah. being asked. <laughs> Right. He's being asked like where he's at, you know, police are talking to him a lot. And then he's like, oh shit, maybe I should tell her something because it's going to get out there on the news. You think? And she's going to see it. So on January 6th. Also, that's quite a while for her. She's been missing since the 24th, right? Yeah. And so finally on January 6th, he's like, oh, I should probably say something to my side piece. Cool right okay so on january 6th which she uh, like 
you got to remember, police talked to her on the 30th. Yeah. So on January 6th, Scott called Amber and he breaks down to tell her he's been lying to her and had not been traveling because in some of the phone conversations prior, like the 30th, the 31st, he was saying that he was um, on the Eiffel Tower uh, during their New Year's there. Like he was in Paris and doing all this. Oh, yeah. He was like, I have a really bad signal because I'm on the Eiffel Tower. That's literally what he says. Oh my I, like gosh. I said, I didn't want to go into all the phone conversations because we would be here for hours. Forever, yeah. Hours. Hours of nonstop. Amber, yeah, I'm here. Amber, yeah, I'm here. Like, I did not want to go and read through all of it. Right. So I'm just going to give you like the short excerpt of it. He does like during these phone conversations on the 30th and 31st and stuff, he's like supposedly traveling mm-hmm. and that's why he can't come see her and all this stuff and so on January 6th, a few days later, he finally breaks down and he's like, I've been lying to you. I haven't been traveling. And that girl that um, I'm like married to, she's actually missing. And that I'm married to? <laughs> In quotes? Yeah, I say married to because he tells her that she died. Right. That's so um, she, it, She's actually missing. He had told her before they said. She is actually missing. So he had told her like a couple of weeks, you know, when they were still talking before they started like actually dating, he had mentioned, you know, yeah, this is going to be the first Christmas that I'm spending alone. My, my wife died last Christmas, like around oh last Christmas. God. Time. Like he's he literally, literally lied and told her literally she's pregnant with this kid and, and he said she was dead. So there's a special he, place in hell for him. <laughs> fucking right like a special special place so basically he's like I better tell her because it's about to be out there like it's gonna be all up on the news (laughs) y'all out there just out there so he's like telling her hey the woman that um I thought had died didn't actually die and she's missing now (laughs) he's like hey so remember how I'm a widow well that's not mm-hmm. true I'm um not. I'm actually not a widow and my wife is missing as of like a week ago so you know it cool I... if like the cops come at you <laughs> and he's like also um the reason that I told you I was traveling is because I don't know why I told you I was traveling I wasn't I, I, I lied but I've been here in Modesto with her family searching for her it's fucking awful okay so in the phone conversation he literally said this really gives me um from him which i know this happened before but it gives me the vibes of um what's what the chris watts yes huge ass chris watts vibes and those are actually he's the literally worst kind of people do you i literally i literally note that later in fact i i straight said the same thing because it does it gives me the same i haven't done the chris watts case i want to do the chris watts case i haven't done it yet because it, it's fucking a lot. Like, I don't know. It's a lot. It, it'll be a two-parter for sure. But what pisses me off about the Chris Watts case is everything. When you watch the documentary. Well, mm. everything, yes. But the documentary that they did over it too, the fucking girl that he was dating was nothing like this girl. Let's just put it this way. This yeah. girl is very cooperative with the police. She's telling them everything. Like she clearly did not know that that he had a wife that was living and yes he thought she thought she was just dating this guy and the difference with the chris watts case is that woman had absolutely something to do with the girl's death 
she absolutely knew that he was married like and and had something to do with all of their deaths i don't care he said I don't, I don't care <laughs> she did we'll get, says, i'll he, do that later you're like she did fight me <laughs> come, come at me bro <laughs> anywho uh, in this phone conversation with amber he's like she just disappeared and no one knows which is really vague you just say that to her he just disappeared and he goes i can't tell you more because i need you to be protected from the media I would have came through the phone. Okay. Like what the fuck? <laughs> I can't so tell Amber. You. It's not, I can't tell you more because I don't know more because my wife is just missing and I don't know where she is. It's because I can't tell you more so I can protect you from the media. <laughs> like what? <laughs> That's, uh, he repeats it multiple times. I really honestly hope everyone goes and checks out this audio evidence because it is, it's make, it actually makes you mad. Yeah. But um, Amber goes, you came to me early in December and told me that you lost your wife. What's that about? And right. he says, she's alive. And she says, she's alive where? And Scott He's like, says, she's alive, but now I've lost her. And as in, like, <laughs> I don't know where she is. <laughs> That's awful. I shouldn't laugh at that. No, but. that is terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> she's like, uh, she's alive where? Scott said, you need to protect yourself from the media. He goes, the media has been telling everyone that I had something to do with her disappearance and I've been hunted by the media and I'm trying to protect you. And Amber's like, how could you possibly think that this would not affect me? Like, so they have another phone conversation. They have a phone conversation on the eighth. Like they, it's nonstop. It, you need to protect. I'm trying to protect you. I'm trying to protect you. It from is the stupid. paparazzi that's coming at me shut <laughs> up fucking I just want to punch him so you can search these audio evidence like just go to YouTube and you can find it in there you know just type in Amber Frey and Scott Peterson audio conversations right, right. Phone conversations and you I, I promise you you're going to spend hours listening to him because she did such a great job recording all of it for the police mm-hmm. and allowing it to be out there um like <laughs> she was literally told by this man that his wife had died and now he's over here like oh yeah she's not good she's missing <laughs> I know this sounds really sketchy but um so this is this is pretty shitty so now we're gonna get into a little bit more of the darker side um it's not super gory or anything but it's stupid it's fucked up yeah yeah (laughs) so during during the search for Lacey her parents and her family like were on his side like they believed him they thought he was innocent I feel terrible for them by the way they they thought he was innocent then the affair came out you know to the public about him and Amber and things started turning around, you know, his family was like, right. what the fuck's going on? Like, is this true? Is this girl really like coming out or is she just coming out because she's publicly seeing, you know, our daughter's missing? Like what's going on? Right, right. Well, on April 14th, a few months later, the body of an infant boy with the umbilical cord washed mm. ashore at the San Francisco Bay. Oh my God 
followed on the very next day a partial female torso missing her hands feet and head were found hands feet and head so like all of her stuff that she could buy identified by like fingerprints dental records your face like all that stuff well soon after it was identified that it was in fact Lacey's body and the baby baby Connor baby Connor Hmm. I actually wrote baby Connor (laughs) in here too yeah so unfortunately though due to the decomposition of the bodies there was no specific method of death determined for Mm. them yeah um and some prosecutors and media actually speculated that she may have been suffocated or strangled um which there's no proof of that she was missing her head (laughs) like right i was gonna say she was uh, it was like a torso but that's why they were just they were just trying to speculate some kind of death um yeah so when I say speculate I'm sitting here like air quoting nobody can right. see me I'm air quoting like air, they were air, just trying to give her a peace of mind of a like a type of death you know they don't just want to be like we don't know how she died to her family well but also well, if you don't know then don't make shit up <laughs> well right obviously it wasn't it wasn't anything that they could put on file it right. wasn't it was speculated so um the FBI and the Modesto Police Department then did forensic searches of the couple's home. Okay. And the only forensic evidence that they found was a single hair. Like they they searched his truck, they searched his toolbox, the back of his truck. They even searched like where he stored his boat and stuff, and all they could find was like a single hair. That's hers, crazy. Which which also, I mean they're married, so we're exactly around. So it doesn't even matter. Yeah. So of course, you know, Scott's gonna continue to claim innocence on this particular case because you know there's nothing found right so on april 18th 2002 2003 sorry because we're next year (laughs) i don't know why i wrote that um (laughs) in fact i actually wrote 2022 i don't know why (laughs) (laughs) i fucked that up (laughs) i I fucked that up (laughs) i fucked that up so on april 18th in um La Jolla, California, in the parking lot of Torrey Pines Golf Course, where Peterson went to golf. (laughs) Fucking golf. (laughs) Um, Peterson went to meet his father, brother, and Zach O'Regan for a game of golf. Um, but he was arrested instead. (laughs) Why was Zach (laughs) O'Regan? His father, brother, and Zach (laughs) O'Regan. I guess I guess that's one of his friends. I know I was like, that's a cool name. <laughs> Let me just include <laughs> that. <laughs> okay. So when so. when he was arrested though, there were like a few items that he had on him that threw up like a ton of questions. So this so, is my question first. I, I do want to hear about these items that threw questions, but like if they couldn't find any evidence, why did they arrest him? Well, they they're drawn for straws let's put it that way they're just like let's fucking arrest him and see what happens okay i mean i'm down with that so i was just just wondering (laughs) no i am too i am too but i'm with you what probable cause did they have to arrest him right when they didn't find anything well now it's kind of sketchy though because when they did arrest him here's the items that he had on him he had fifteen thousand dollars in cash. Shut up. 
like what? Not lying. Who takes fifteen thousand dollars in cash golfing? <laughs> like, it literally gets better. I'm not even done. Okay. Four, four cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Multiple credit cards that actually belong to various members of his family. Like oh he just stealing their credit cards. It's <laughs> literally the worst. Camping equipment. A dozen pair of shoes and changes of clothes, a double-edged dagger, a MapQuest printout map to oh. Amber's workplace. Oh, okay. First of all, all MapQuest. I got sentimental. Second of all, <laughs> that's creepy as hell. Like, why is, why does he need to go to her work with a double-edged, double-sided, double-edged dagger? What was it? Double-edged so like sharp on both sides yeah let me yeah no don't, um, don't the map quest map a shovel rope 24 blister packs of sleeping pills i don't know what blister packs are like what are those those ones that you have to like pop out i don't know i don't i think they are i, I just never heard them call that um blister pack it, it, it well it is it's the ones that you have to like it, that you pop have to out. pop out yeah yeah huh. so uh, 24 24 packs of them of the sleeping pills of the sleeping viagra pill. oh and his brother's driver's license what the fuck is his problem <laughs> well here's the thing that's not even all so when they when they picked him up he had also dyed his hair and goatee blonde uh but but wait he claimed that the lighter hair color was because of chlorine when he went swimming in a friend's pool oh first my of all god. motherfucker oh my god i'm sorry i've gone swimming in several of pools, all, and not once has my dark hair just suddenly become blonde i'm swimming <laughs> in a fucking pool first of all the only hair color that ever really is an issue when you go into chlorine like it's blonde it makes, it makes it kind of green right I was going to say hairdressers can come at me if that's wrong, but it's the only thing I've ever known is if you've got blonde hair like myself, then it can turn green. If you don't shower the same day that you're in the pool, it can have a greenish tint. So, um, yeah. later, later on during the trial, I too, cannot like with him. The, I cannot. I know. <laughs> It, it literally bleached his goatee too my hair is sun-kissed I put I sprayed some lemon <laughs> in my hair and went outside and now it's just all blonde I went from being a dark-headed man to a <laughs> to, to blonde I bet it was like an orangish blonde too. I'm sure it was remember when mom dyed my hair blonde when I was in high school I and remember when you and mom both dyed your hair blonde. So tried to she dry blonde died she dyed both of our hair she dyed both of our hair and it was for Michael's graduation my head was orange for Michael's graduation it was awful so orange so orange like mom is like not a hairdresser orange and that's why it cracks me up every it's so funny because I, like I have many like cosmetologist friends and stuff too and like anytime I see around 
the summertime they start posting because you know a lot of girls want to go blonde during the summer right like get that sun kiss here they'll mm-hmm. post it's a process for the dark hair and I'll get all the pictures of it and, and all I can ever think of is you and mom that was awful. you and mom when you went orange when when she made me go orange <laughs> yeah I know you're listening to this mom that was on you <laughs> you betch <laughs> no. I, I didn't go that far that was Samantha <laughs> So <laughs> during the trial, the the friend that had the swimming pool actually testified that Scott had never even swum in his pool. Like he never went swimming, <laughs> never went in his hot tub, never did any of that. So he's like, I don't know what this guy's talking about, but my pool did not bleach his hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> On January 20th, 2004, Due to increasing hostility, um, like to Scott in the Modesto area, the judge decided that they were going to move his trial from Modesto to Redwood City in California. Okay. And so they moved him over there and they began in June 2004. And, you know, of course, this case was closely watched and followed by the media because of literally the lack of evidence. You know, right. everyone was very curious so during the trial um scott's defense lawyer like they based his case on the lack of direct evidence like they actually suggested that the remains of the fetus were that of a full-term infant and they the theory for them was that someone someone else had kidnapped Lacey, held her until she gave birth and then dumped both their bodies in the bay however i, know, I was like i know you're <laughs> okay i know Okay. However, the prosecution's medical experts were able to prove that the baby had never grown to full term and died at the same time. Mm-mm. So th- the evidence that was presented in this trial was very largely circumstantial, though. So I'm going to go into a few of them. Um, it's it's crazy thinking of this case because basically everything that they had on this case, it not even basically, it was it was all circumstantial they right had no they had nothing on him so um here's a few of the items or the cases i guess to to why they it's very circumstantial so one scott changed his appearance he purchased a vehicle using his mother's name he sold Lacey's land rover but the automobile dealer after he found out who it belonged to, actually gave it back to her family free of charge. So that was super nice of them. Yeah. Then there was a testimony provided by a Ralph Chang, which was a hydrologist with the United States Geological Survey. And he was, he's an expert witness on tides, which, you know, she was dumped in the she bay. In, right, yeah. Um, so like where Lacey and her baby were found like he he provided a testimony on this like on the bay itself he admitted like during the cross-examination that his fine findings were probable they weren't precise because you know it's title systems right um and that he was unable to actually develop an exact model of the body's disposal and the way that it traveled so unfortunately again circumstantial couldn't mm-hmm. use that. Couldn't use that. He dumped it. Couldn't say that he used his boat to dump her. Couldn't do any of that. Then another one was the affair with Amber Frey. 
this was one of the biggest circumstantial evidence brought to light because he had told Frey that he had lost his wife before the December 24th disappearance. And he was shown to have lied to her about his location, like being in Paris and stuff when he wasn't. Um, so again, circumstantial evidence. They, there was no proof that he did anything to mm -hmm. his wife then either. Um, Dr. Charles March was expected to be like a crucial witness in this case for the defense. He could single-handedly like exonerate Peterson by showing mm -hmm. the defendant's unborn baby. Like if, if he could show the defendant's unborn baby had died a week after prosecutors said that the child did. Unfortunately, March had to admit that a date in his report was incorrect. He said it was an error. And the prosecutor pointed out that the date appeared in two different places in the document. And when the prosecutor pressed on him on the discrepancies, he got super flustered. And because he got super flustered, the judge threw it out. There was mm. no proof. Yet he, he couldn't actually prove it. Okay. Now, Peterson's affair with Amber was never actually presented to a jury as like a probable motive. But the prosecution Why, did. <laughs> I fucking know. I know. But the prosecution did present the affair like to present that he had like bad character right but they they didn't they weren't like oh yeah um he totally did it because he had a he had an affair like he was having an affair right but um another scenario that was considered which i think is bullshit this is so stupid it, it did get ruled out too um, okay. Was Scott feared having an unattractive, unhealthy child? What? <laughs> Which to me is just drawing straws. I'm They're sorry. He, he was like, I don't want to have an ugly baby. So I'm just going to kill you guys. <laughs> like what? That, like that doesn't make any sense. Stupid. That's dumb. And then lastly, some stated that he murdered Lacey out of a desire to return to the bachelor lifestyle where he would be free from the obligations of, you know, having to be a family man yeah I'm sorry and he was me, already living that style like that's I was about <laughs> to say and to me and this is where I actually quote like I state that he gives me Chris Watts vibes too mm -hmm. because to me that to me is a motive like I believe this is already the case the Amber Frey situation like he was having an affair with somebody that wasn't living like super close to them right um so it was easy to like just not have to be there all the time or anything and he just didn't want to deal with it anymore like so he offed him I mean he I, was just, I think he did he was just a bad guy <laughs> so that wanted to uh, do what he wanted to do right so officially on November 12th the jury convicted Peterson of first degree murder with special circumstances for killing Lacey and second degree murder for killing the unborn baby she carried which that then turned into a penalty phase of the trial, which began on November 30th and lasted until December 13th, um, when the 12-person jury recommended a death sentence for Scott. Okay. Which is so crazy. Like, it's crazy to me because they had literally no evidence and right. they just convicted him and they're pushing the death penalty. They were like... Like, yeah dang. they're like I know you did this and you should probably die about it like well it escalated well, real quickly out of no evidence quickly. 
So in later press appearances, members of the jury stated that they felt like Scott's demeanor, like his lack of emotion over all of this case and the phone calls like that were between him and Amber all indicated that he was guilty. That's what they were going off of. So basically they were like, you don't look like you're sorry. And there was some recordings of you and your girlfriend. So I think you're guilty. They were like, you're super suspicious, guilty. In f- yes. In okay. fact, they, they based their, their verdict on what they stated. This is word for like, this is what they stated. Okay. Hundreds of small puzzle pieces that were circumstantial evidence that came out during the trial from the location of Lacey's, Lacey Peterson's body and all the lies her husband told after she went missing. That's what they based their verdict on. They literally put their verdict out there that they based it on circumstantial evidence. <laughs> See, this is crazy to me because I absolutely feel like he had something to do with it. But also, I do. I don't feel like you can convict somebody with that. Like, so this is where, this is where, like, it it's, really it's, makes, yeah, it really makes what I want to do for a living, like my career toys, really hard because things like this do happen and it just doesn't make sense to me like how can they convict somebody without actual evidence like there has to be how are they con- evidence so yeah but also they, I'm, I'm torn because also I absolutely feel like he did it so I'm like yes that's great they convicted him but also I'm like but did he do it like it you know what this case you know what this case also makes me feel like Casey fucking Anthony. Okay, I was gonna say that earlier. It's Casey literally all Anthony. three of those cases. Like he's Scott, out here Scott living Peterson. his best motherfucking life, not yes. giving a shit that his wife and and unborn child's missing, and he's like living the life. Yeah, Casey fucking Anthony. I feel like all three of them, Casey Anthony, Chris Watts, and Scott Peterson, they're all gonna be in that special place in hell together. Like oh, it's yeah. reserved for people like them. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So the jury also stated that they decided on the death penalty because they felt like Scott portrayed, portrayed. They felt, take that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what you're trying to say. So I don't know if I want to take it out yet. What were you trying to say? They felt like Scott betrayed his responsibility to protect his wife and son. Okay. This is my problem. I absolutely think he did it. Also, there was no, like this if anything, it should be like a life in prison situation. You can't jump to, he should be executed when there's Bruh. no evidence. I know. Mm. I know. Doesn't it just like make your, your whole head spin? It really does. Because on one hand, I'm like, oh my God, he did it. Like he should be super punished. But on the other hand, I'm like, there's no action. Did he? Proof. But did he? <laughs> right. But did he do it? Yeah. So on March 16th, 2005, Judge Alfred A. DeLucci officially sentenced Scott Peterson to death, calling the murder of his like wife. This shit escalated so quickly. Fucking, and it was quick. It wasn't like a drawn out. Right. Trial. Like this was like the year after. It was like literally a year after she went missing. And they're like, fuck this guy. So they, this is the kicker. They were like, we fucking hate golf you are getting executed like oh i'm not even i'm not even down to the nitty-gritty yet hang on give me just a couple more sentences and you'll get there okay so they sentenced him to death they he said calling the murder of his wife cruel 
uncaring, heartless, and callous. I mean, it and, is all of those. And the prescribed method of execution was lethal injection. The judge also denied the defense's request for a new trial and ordered Scott to pay $10,000 towards his wife's funeral. What? <laughs> okay. Yep. And then on March 17th. I mean, he was just walking around with $15,000 in his pocket. So that's I mean, a problem. Fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> on March 17th, 2005, the very next day, Scott arrived at the San Quentin State Prison. And San Quentin actually overlooks the bay where Lacey's body was discarded. Oh my God. And he joined 643 other inmates that were awaiting death by lethal injection in California. And his case is currently on automatic appeal and okay that is that's his case so i even put at the end which i'm curious i want to hear from our listeners but do you think he's innocent yeah i totally want to hear what what people think like what do you think i i really want to know i'm i'm really dying to know so i i really hope you guys reach out to us uh you can reach out to us on our website you can reach out to our email do any of it i don't like care on our instagram post know, our facebook post think, i just want to know what yes, you think do it i want to know do you think he's innocent or do you think he's guilty i'm going to tell you what i think i am going to tell you what i think i okay. think he's guilty i right. do but i think i think the way that this case and this trial was handled was unjust like it it's i just don't understand I'm glad that he is behind bars since I do think he is guilty. Right. I, I think that it's kind of like he shouldn't be behind bars because they had zero evidence. Um, yeah. But at the same, I mean, it's, it's awful it's, to say that. I don't think that he shouldn't be out of jail because I think he's guilty. Think but at the same time, I'm like, how, did he, like how is he in this? If you're on death row, I feel like there should be proof, proof without any kind of doubt like any kind of doubt it should be like ted bundy's it like, should be 100 percent like ted right. bundy like, like they yes. have proof 100 crazy and kill these people 100 percent. yeah yeah okay so yeah so for our listeners please please give us your opinions yeah let us know what you think innocent or guilty Anderson or guilty. What you think? So, yeah. That is we can put a um, poll on our Patreon. <laughs> I actually think we should put a poll on our yeah, Patreon. Like, what do you think? Like, I want to know. Innocent or guilty? <laughs> like, what do you think? What do you, dear listener, think? Sorry. <laughs> that is the case of Scott Lee Peterson. Scott Lee. I had to put Scott Lee because I also when I hear Scott Lee, I think of Stan Lee and <laughs> I know when you were saying that, that I was thinking it was like an extension of Scott, like John, Jonathan or Christopher, like Scott Lee. <laughs> Scott Lee. Yeah. Anyways. No. Yes. That was a good one. Good, good mm-hmm. one. Frustrating one. Good job. You're welcome. Okay. All well, right. follow our stuff and tell us your opinions, what you think. And I, I guess and let's go ahead and just be awkward. Okay. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye.